Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, you guys, welcome to this week's episode of Temple of Hoop. I apologize for the two-week hiatus. Uh, uh, Jerry Jones been selling his uh, crack. I bought it again this season, so uh, I was too high on football the last two weeks. Uh, once again, 28 years in a row, I have been failed. It is officially basketball season in the Maples household. Um I will say this. You ever get a chance to go to a playoff NFL game like the Cowboys lost Top three funnest things I've ever done in my life. That was an amazing atmosphere. So I will say that. If you ever chance to go to NFL playoff game and with good seats, do that for real. It was like, that's one of the three best experiences of mine. That was amazing. So I will say that. But um, I have to admit the Kings on the airwaves, he won the Dak Prescott war. Uh, <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, after what I saw in person, I just, you know, so quotes, Mike Singletary, can't win with him. Can't do it. Hey, you, know, <laughs> you know what's crazy is uh there was like video and, and rumors going around that in the Bucks game, the uh the Cowboys figured out the Bucks hand signals, which is why after the second drive they kept going to hurry up and kept audibling at the line. And Dak looks so good, dude. And now it all makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. It just, uh, just without getting too deep into it, I, I'll say this: Mike McCarthy coached a hell of a game. Kellen even had a good game plan. If you watch what he was trying to do, Dan Quinn was was Dan Quinn. He was special. That's about as good as you're going to perform against a Shanahan offense with all those weapons. And all like the bar for if he does not turn the ball over, they win that game. Purdy didn't do anything, bro. All he had to do was not turn the ball over, and the pressure's on Purdy at the end of the game coming from behind. But uh, that six point swing at the end of the half that killed him, bro. Like that, that's a backbreaker. When you you drive and then you like try to throw in the double coverage, bro. I just don't get me started. That'll be the whole pile, bro. I've, I've already moved on. So, it's, it's basketball season, baby. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Hey, big. Actually, the delay, the one day delay, ended up not being such such a bad thing because big trade this morning: Lakers and Wizards. Yes, Rui Hachimura to the Lakers exchange for King's favorite player Kendrick Nunn. Three mm. second round picks, <laughs> one belonging to Chicago, the other two in 2028, 2029. On the surface, to me, I say it is a great deal. Lakers go up a good, clear up a log jam at their guard spot, get a productive uh, front court player to play alongside AD, or instead of AD, if the situation ever calls for it. I personally love the trade. I've always been high on Rui. Um, I do not love the Wizards organization. I do not think that's the best 
was the best spot for him to cultivate himself. I think playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis is going to make life incredibly easy. That's my surface take on it. Uh, Kings, what do you think about the trade? Man, I mean, I, I saw, I saw, I saw the uh, the the seconds. You know, one was from the Chicago, which they got from Washington, so they were trading it back. The other right. was the, the <laughs> right. worst, the worst of Washington and the Lakers in twenty twenty eight. So that's basically Washington's other second. And then, you know, one of their seconds, I think, 2029. So they literally basically gave up one of their seconds, uh, essentially, right, because the other seconds from from Washington. And they got a player who's young and fits uh, whatever timeline that they're looking for. Uh, you know, I mean, a, a lot of us said we wanted the big starter wing, which was either Bohan or Gary Trent Jr. And then we wanted an aux- auxiliary ring, right, which was we, which a lot of us thought was Cam Reddish. But if your auxiliary ring is Rui, I mean, I didn't think Rui at this age with the still type of level production profile he has was going to ever go for, you know, seconds like this. I, I honestly just didn't even think he was available, so, uh, you know, so for them to get him, you know, uh, for basically just none in seconds, that's that, what Morky asked for, I mean. Uh, AD coming back. I know Lakers are three games back from Utah at the eighth, four um, four games back from LA Clippers at the um, what you call it the sixth spot. I mean, obviously that's a big game then, right? This big next, game tomorrow. Next game against the Clippers is a big game for both teams. Um, but you know, AD coming back right on time, he gets Rui there. I mean, they have a chance to make the playoffs, and if they get one more trade in, um, you know, you could talk, you talking about a, a second half of the season run where they could really make some noise if they get another actual starter caliber. I mean, Rui's a starting caliber wing, uh, power wing, but if they get another one to go with him, uh, you know, one that can guard two, three, and you can start him, you can start them, um, Braun, Rui, and AD with Dennis. I mean, that's just a great starting five. And off the bench, you'll probably have Russ. You'll probably you know, have uh, Austin Reeves, Troy Brown Jr., who's, be, who's become a solid role player. Um, obviously, Thomas Bryant, who's in, you know, they can't defend very well, but, you know, he can produce. And obviously, if you give him a limited role, he'll be very effective and, and put up numbers, rebound, compete, you know, and then JTA. So uh, it, it gets really good if they can get another uh, another wing. In my I can, I, uh, yeah, before I pass to Jordan, I never want to see Rui Thomas Brown, Thomas Bryan minutes. I'm putting that out there right now. I, <laughs> I never want to see that for a lot. But I will say this. I think Rui we'll with AD behind him. I think it's less of a worry with AD cleaning up behind him. You know, AD's elite at cleaning up messes. You, you know, funny thing is, Rui has looked pretty good, decent this year uh, defensively from what from what people have looked into. So uh, he he he's pretty. You know, he has a good uh, physical profile. He's one of those things where he's just gonna have to get coached up. I think, in my opinion, um, and yeah. uh, you know, he can he can be. I think he can be a good defender on his in his own right. Right. Before I pass to Justin, one thing I will say is when you're playing on a tanking team, I think also your focus on that type of stuff goes down. I think you saw with Kuzma when the Lakers went from a bunch of young guys to a contending team, he kind of rounded into a very good defensive player that year they won. So I think, you know, you have to look out for that as well. Also, I think for me, right? Right. Like bad again. Right. Other other thing for me, Rui last year, 45% from three, same, same volume as this year. Shot quality is going to go way up, so hopefully that 30, 34% he's at now ticks up a bit, and I think that he really becomes a threat at that point. Jordan, your non-Laker fan thoughts on the trade? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I don't think it moves the needle at all. I think it's – is it an upgrade? Sure. You know, but at the end of the day, is it an upgrade that 
makes them a lot better. I'm, I I don't think so. Um, with you know the market's already saying that their title odds haven't even moved at all since the trade. So <laughs> that's kind of what everyone thinks about the 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 move. Um, you know Rui Hachimura and like I'm I'm a college basketball guy first and foremost. So I watch a lot of Rui at Gonzaga. Um, was never a great defender in college. Obviously, Mark Few doesn't really uh play defense a lot over there at Zaga. Um, but to your point about him shooting the three ball last year, that might that might have been an anomaly, right? Because all his other years, he's 35% for his career. Every other right. year, 34%, except for that one year. So was last year an anomaly? I mean, that's debatable, right? We're gonna find out a lot. Well, that's why I said that's why I said that's why I didn't say to get better. I said his shot quality is gonna go way up playing alongside LeBron. That's that's what the shot quality will go up. Yeah, absolutely. will. but the Lakers biggest issue, dude, 26 in effective field goal percentage from three, that's their biggest weakness. And this (laughs) doesn't, this doesn't address it at all. You know what I mean? So at some point, the next move that's going to be made, they have to address that issue. In my opinion, like that has to be the number one move. Like, I don't care if it's a, a guard that shoots threes or a wing that shoots threes or a fucking eight footer that shoots threes, excuse my language, but, they have to get a three-point threat. They have to. Well, that's a segue into the to the, to the next portion. Now, what else? So, what do the Lakers have to do now? I saw there was kind of like some some reports leaking out about what the Lakers were willing to offer and what the Pistons were willing to accept for Bogdanovich. Um, we'll see how that goes. I think the teams they they really want those late. To late 2020s first from the Lakers unprotected. The Lakers want to offer protections on, on those picks. Pistons so, playing the first round pick for Bogdanovich is crazy, dude. Like, come on. What yeah, I mean, we- I, they, they, I mean, that, like, I think Kings have said it a couple times, man. That Gobert trade, like, the market is. It messed it up. <laughs> Bogdanovich is not on that level, you know, like, of a, a well, I guess Rudy Gobert is not that great of, uh, you know, aside from protecting the rim, he doesn't do much else, but. I just have a hard time seeing him get moved for first. And, and all day today, I'm seeing rumors of the Lakers exploring trading West, Russell Westbrook in a trade for uh, Yaka Pertle. Like, what does that do? That don't do anything. Look, and I'm glad. And I'm, look, I'm glad you brought this up because I've been arguing. There's been people trying to argue with me about just trading Russ just to trade him. And you know, I, I, look, if we get if you get back like shooting and like guys who can create for themselves. Yes, absolutely. So if, for me, if you're going to trade Russ, you have to trade both first round picks. Like you have to. If you're going to trade Russ, you really need to bring back an impact guy. You cannot trade Russ and the first for some marginal pieces because, like, you, you those guys will then need Braun to spoon feed them. Yep. And that's going to be, that's taxing. It's predictable. It's predictable offense when, you know, one guy has to spoon feed everybody instead of having multiple guys who are able to set people up. And also, if Brown having a spoon feed them and he becomes the num- the the only rim pressure threat really outside of Dennis, if it's if it's just him and Dennis, and Dennis really can't create that much, and you know, as much as I love my guy, he can't really create like that. Then again, the game's more predictable. The thing with Russ that he does really well are things that do have value, you know, playmaking, rim pressure, and he can he can rebound. So uh, you know, a lot of people like look, a lot of people t- have taken the I think they've taken the resting too far. And I'm not even a wine on that. Like, you know, Maples was there and I said that was a horrible trade. They should have never did it to begin with. But like it's really people who now think he's like some type of scrub. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, 
you know, playmakers and the NBA don't grow on trees. And everybody's like, oh, you don't need playmaking. It's underrated. Go look, ask the Celtics if they need playmaking in that finals. Go ask them how hard it was to get sh- get shots up because they couldn't create easy buckets. Go ask Tatum if he, if he had another playmaker, how useful that was. Like, the, people don't understand important thing, aspects of basketball until it gets that crunch time and they really need it, right? And I, I get it, like, Laker fans are Russell Westbrook is terrible this year. He's terrible, he's terrible. But my point is, like, if you have someone like Russ, you can keep Braun fresh for those moments, right? Because now he's not exerting energy throughout the game, having to set people up and then having to take you home at the end. Now it's like, okay, I can I can pick my spots. Russ is gonna help get these guys going along and I can bring everybody home. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a working in tandem. That's why Braun always wants to play with another playmaking uh, perimeter guy. But so yeah, I mean. I, I'm for trading Russ. If you trade Russ, you have to trade both first round picks and you have to get an impact guy. If you're not going to trade Russ, then you have to go for that margin, Gary Trent Jr., Bahan, three point shooter, and hope that, you know, those guys upgrade, uh, upgraded uh, margin pieces around Russ, AD, and West, and uh, Braun can really can take you home. You just have to hope. I mean, that's the only two options, I think, for the Lakes at this point. And I do think they're going to make a trade because, as somebody pointed out, they're committing to extending Rory, which I understand. He's a young guy. So you want to take that flyer on, he, you buy low. And if you're committing to extending him, you don't have cap space in the offseason now, right? You don't have cap space anymore, so you have to make a move in the in, in deadline right now. Yeah, I, th- I think the biggest thing is that, you know, t- to King's point, I think people, they just – they don't want to shift off, you know, their narratives that they have in their head. And yep. I was with Kings and saying that's a terrible trade to get Russ. You know, you double back, you can see, you know, that Darvin Ham has made him a, into a, a net positive, I would say. You know, this he was a rough, rocky, rocky start. I think overall, especially since AD's been gone, he's been a net positive. My thing, my caveat with Russ is if Ham is going to have the gall to bench him on right. those down days, I, I think it can work. The Bill yeah. test is going to be in the playoffs where Westbrook just simply hasn't been good since he's had KD. He hasn't had a, a single good playoffs since KD's been his teammate. So yeah. that, that'll that be – if him would be able to – if you know, they got to get there. They got to, you know, get out this hole they dug. But, you know, if Ham's wanted to go that far, and I think, you know, it can be a, a net a, a net positive. Also, I'm with Kings. If you're going to trade Westbrook, it's got to be for two first, and you got to get like a Levine back. You know, it's got to be that caliber of player because just just the the scoring and, and kind of initiation and ball handling duties. Somebody's got to be able to take that on, you know, efficiently if you're going to move off Russ. Um, I think Russ has value at this point too because at the end of the day, it's an expiring contract. And if you're a team like Chicago, and like you're in a tough position right now because you don't have much draft capital, your team is mediocre at best, and you got a lot of aging veterans. Like that's a perfect situation to to get off Levine. You know, you you dump his, the rest of his salary onto another team, and you can kind of reset next year, and kind of yeah. focus on the rebuild then. So, I think Russ does have value in the mar- in 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 the league in that I, sense. I, I think the thing with Russ is, uh, well, Ham loves him, and the Lakers front office obviously loves him. Yeah, I think those are the two things he has in his pocket. I mean, you talk about Levine. I think if Levine was actually available, right, <laughs> trade would be done. I think he's not available <laughs> for that. Uh, might be different in the offseason, obviously, when the Lakers' first round pick this uh, offseason actually becomes available for them to trade. Um, you know, you can then probably trade. 
was that? But then they don't have rest. But then you don't have rest to trade. So it, it, you're right. So it's like that's why it's it's tough. And you know, all signs point to to them. You know, bring him on on a cheaper deal in the off season because really, you know, even if you when you look at free agency and now that you're coming to Rui, what do you have available? So like I said, you're gonna get off rest. You have to get off him and two for and the two first um, for impact guy. And you know, look. I there's some trades I think you can do with that, but um, the fans just have to understand, bro. That's not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen, and it's not even that you know, you know that I wouldn't like. People are asking like, oh, so like, why are you tweeting like you want to keep Russ, bro? I don't want to keep Russ if there's anything better that we can get. But I've accepted that like a lot of people should have accepted by now. They are not trading both first. They are only to trade one first. If you're only going to trade one first, at that point, you have to get guys that make sense with Russ on the team. Like, that's just really what it comes down to. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So you can pout, you can be mad, send mad tweets. You're not the GM. You know what I mean? Rob Palinka has shown he doesn't want to trade two first. I know, so, right? I don't know what to tell y'all. I really just don't. <laughs> I really just don't. Hey, there, there you have it. Uh, we'll see what happens, man. Like King said, big game. Against the Clippers, AD is going to be back soon. He had a, a pain-free uh, contact practice uh, per report, so uh, very, very close, and we will see what happens. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We going to the other conference. Man, gotta show love to the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh big Western Conference road trip, won every game and beating Harden. Uh pick and roll, I believe if if I read correctly, best pick and roll combo in the league at, at high volume uh over over this recent stretch of games. Extremely, extremely efficient. Uh clicking on all cylinders. You got Maxi giving him, giving him, giving him work with the second unit. Even Tobias Harris is starting to hoop. Embiid, probably not the MVP because, you know, Joker's, you know, probably going to go ahead and run away with that MV into MVP-like form. So, man, I got to ask, is this I, – I, you know, I, every every time I look, I, I, I'm amazed. Embiid has never played in the conference finals. Like that big Toronto series was second round. Everything has been in the second round. I, to me, that's amazing that a guy that good has never played in the conference final. But is this the year for Philly to do it, man? Gaze, I'll start with you. I mean, I like some of what I'm seeing, you know. And I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've always been the person to tell you, man, stop the Philly gas, all that. But I like I like what I'm seeing in terms of I think Harden's added some variance to his game this year. He's really – I've really at least from what I've seen, you know, I, I don't have the data – you know, to, to to say that on the shot selection, but at least from the film I've seen, I see him taking some more um, in-between shots, you know, using some setup in the in-between game, using moves to get there. He definitely looks healthy. Um, the pick and roll is just so good because, I mean, for the games I watch, I mean, the thing with the pick and roll is you can dump it to MB to finish in the inside. You can use pick and pop. He can hit the mid-range. He can hit the three. 
it's just and then you have such a great pick and roll ball handler, one of the best in the game, top three with Luke and Braun and James Harden. It's it's just, I mean, it's a no-brainer that it's it's gonna be the best in the in the NBA, especially combined that with Harden's ability to create from outside. So um it's I mean, this is what this is what you imagine if you're in Philly, right? With the right. healthy heart. You're gonna be an elite team, you're gonna be a bona fide contender, and, and and you have that. I mean, you have that right now. Um, you have a great third option in Maxi, uh, who they've brought off the bench, I believe, as well. Just kind of try and get him off, uh, get him going against second units. I don't know if they're going to maintain that or not, but I mean, you still have that option as well. And, uh, you know, I think another good thing with having a Maxi, Harden, and Embiid is now somebody like Tobias isn't as heavily relied upon to be as good as you would have needed him like in years past. I think that takes pressure off him to actually be, you know, a more of a complementary uh, option on offense as as opposed to having be to be a heavily relied upon guy. So I think it takes pressure off him as well. So, um, yeah, man, I, I really like it. You know, I really like it for them. You know, trading James Harden not only gave him the ball handler to have Ben Simmons, but gave him that the, the scoring option to move guys into their proper roles as opposed to when they had Ben Simmons. So. Um, yeah, it's it just comes down to I think Doc making the right adjustments, um, Embiid health obviously probably number one Embiid health, yes. and then Harden. Yeah. So yeah, Embiid's having a career year, dude. Thirty three and ten on a sixty five percent true shooting. My my only my, I've said the same thing about Embiid and, and Harden. I got to find another another word for this that doesn't sound as you know scandalous or insulting but i think when two guys are foul merchants and the red the whistle gets a little tighter in the playoffs i'm very interested to see how they adjust when that because they're both still uh it, it is a skill i we something we hate it for just the love of the game but getting to the foul line is a skill obviously we've all all three of us have seen when they get in the playoffs the whistle tightens uh the refs aren't, aren't going for that as much I'm interested to see how they adjust to that when when that matters. I think that'll be a, a big a big X factor in their playoff success. But Jordan, what do you see? Yeah, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's the same thing every year. Like they ball out in the regular season, and then playoffs come around, and you know they shrink a little yeah. bit because the whistle tightens. They don't get the same calls, um, and that's a big part of their game. You know what I mean? And beat shoots almost ten free throws a game. That's a lot. That leads the league by a lot. You know, he shoots more free throws than Giannis, than LeBron, than all. <laughs> um, so they are going to have to figure it out come playoff time. And and I do think health is another big thing because Embiid always gets hurt come playoff time. Like he gets worn down. That's a big issue. That's fair. That's a big issue. It's going to be a big issue. So in my opinion, like, can they make a conference final? Absolutely. They could have made a conference final last year, year before, but it's will they? And I, I'm just not like I wouldn't put my money behind them to do it because right. they haven't done it before. So if, if I'm gonna go out there and make a prediction or something, I'm gonna say no, they're not gonna make the Eastern Conference Finals. I think well, another no, thing. That, yeah, go go ahead, Ken. Go ahead. I think another thing that concerns them with me is just the lack of a backup big to um, Montrez Harrell. <laughs> oh yeah, we've seen Trez and them offs, man. Yeah, yeah, that very good point. Very good point. Well, as well as you know. Then they have, I think they have a younger, they, you know, they have a, a younger guy too, who's obviously not not proven. Um, it's it's just they need a backup big too because then you put so much on Embiid, uh, you know, to be to be that guy and to 
to play that many minutes, you know, not give them a proper breather. They do they need a they need a big. They need another backup big that's gonna help them. They you know, they should they're a team that should be looking into like Mo Bamba or somebody like that. Um, you know, as well. So um, you know cap space. Cap is the cap space, you know, but they do have tradable contracts. So they'd so, have to you know. come off Tobias Harris or uh PJ Tucker to get a guy like Mo Bamba. Yeah, so yeah, I think the I think that that's a very a very very fair. Uh, Montrez Earl is their backup big. That is uh, how much how, how much y'all y'all know how much uh Mo Bamba's making? It's like twelve mil. Yeah, yeah, twelve. Oh, well, yeah, and then they do need a sizable, need a sizable contract. Yeah, yeah, a... I'm, yeah, I'm interested to see the, the 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 trade deadline this year with with the market and teams that are going full buy full sale. I think once teams realize. They're closer to Wimby than being the six seed. I think so decisions will be made. <laughs> if you're the Sixers, right? Like, what what upgrade can you real, realistically get by moving off of Tobias Harris? Which not only that, but it's also going to mess with your chemistry, right? Because, right, like, yep, yep, alluded to like Tobias is starting to figure it out a little bit in his in his role. So. I don't know if you want to make that move, but at the same time, it's like they do have weaknesses in their roster that they could upgrade. But I think that they're going to have to play in the in the um, sell off in the in the uh, free agency. You know, once guys get bought out, traded and bought out, so you know those dudes don't really move the needle yeah. that much. But they're going to have to. I mean, find you're looking like a thing like a backup big. It's enough, you know. What I mean, if you get a, a buyout big, I so, mean that's. A- yeah, you know, I mean, that's some, enough to, just to give spot minutes here and there, right? Between him to just find spot minutes to get, you know, and beat his breathing, really what you would mainly need. So, you know, just get a buyout big at some point. But I, I think, yeah, I think with the deadline, I think a lot of teams are just going to have to swallow their pride and realize they're not going to get the fleece that they're looking for. Uh, you know, Danny Age pulled off another uh, master class and he, you know, he's had, he's having GMs hungry you know, to do the same. But I think, especially with how slow teams have taken to transactions, I mean, the Lakers, this got to be like one of the first major uh, trades we have this season, right? And it's for real. It's, it's, it's a couple of weeks, man, when when Danny Age is able to finesse two first-round picks for Laurie Marcana, man. Give, give, take, a, take a bow, Danny Age. Yeah, like, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's going to be tough for teams. They're just going to have to – like, at this point, it's like – yeah, you're not gonna get what you want, but a lot of teams will lose guys for nothing, you know, if they don't act right. And, and at that point, that's just worse, right? It, it's it's much worse to lose guys for nothing because you couldn't fleece some team, right? Like go get something. Yeah, I, I think Indiana is going to end up looking silly with the Miles Turner thing because they they I, I like I know for a fact they've had first round pick offers for him, and they've just been kind of haggled that into something more and. The way that relationship is, you know, they signed Aiden. He's been in trade rumors for three years. I don't see an extension coming unless it's, it's not, unless, not it's a, unless it's a huge overpay to make and up for. So either you're you going to be stung, either you're going to overpay for this guy or you're going to lose him for nothing. So I'm interested that Indiana might get burned on that. Yeah, and they're, and they're regressing, you know what I mean? Like they're falling back to where we thought they were going to be. So, you know, now they're in a tough place. Like are they too far out? For the Wimby sweepstakes, 
You know Carlisle, I mean? yeah. uh, Carlisle, not gonna let him get there. Like, or they won't even like Carlisle. Let's say they might, they might lose, but Carlisle won't tank purposely to get them there. Yeah, I don't think he's one of that one of those coaches. I agree. All so right, interesting couple weeks here for the trade deadline. Absolutely, absolutely. I can't wait for for some of the deals to to shake. We say it every year, and then there's like a few trades. Like last year, wasn't all those? There was a whole bunch of smoke, and ended up being like a firecracker. So we'll see what happens. Um. Last thing, moving on to the West, starting due to injuries, teams falling down to earth, you know, different variables. There has started to be a little bit of separation at the top of the conference. We have the Memphis Grizzlies and the Denver Nuggets. Denver stands at first with a 33-14 and 14 record, 9-1 uh, in their last 10. Grizzlies uh, right behind them, two games back, have lost three in a row, but – they still sit at the second seed at 31 and 16. Um, I, I think it's clear at this point between those, those those two teams have been able to stay relatively healthy, uh, gather, gather some consistency, and have separated themselves a little bit from the rest of the West. Um, after those, there's two games between those two. It drops to sack at three at five and a half games behind. Mike Brown, coach of the year odds. Uh, I'm going to need those at some point, Jordan. Um Sackett, five and a half back. New Orleans at seven back. Dallas, eight and a half back. And Clippers at nine back. So that's the playing situation right now. There has been a little bit of separation. But between six and ten, there is one game. Golden State, ten back at uh, ten. And Sixers, and the Clippers, nine back at six. So between six and ten, there is one game separating everybody. Three game, losing streak or winning streak could break you. Kind of crazy. But back to the top of the conference. Who do you guys like better and why? Jordan, I'll start with you on this one. Man, this is tough. Uh, you know, I, I got to lean Memphis here uh, mm. just because they're number one in defensive rating and number one in uh, opponent points per uh, points per possession. Also, the thing with the Nuggets is they're 17th in defensive rating, and in the last 13 years, there hasn't been a team that's made a conference finals that's not top 15 in defensive rating. Um, which, uh, that's a final by the way not even the finals which which concerns me a little bit like they're gonna have to address it because Aaron Gordon's playing great right all-star KCP. him I don't care what the masses yell at me all-star him KCP playing good too it, but you know their defensive ratings down and uh you know that could that could affect them I do think that they have a lot of good depth though you know Jokic is out against uh the Clippers and they win the game with with Murray and MPJ, uh, Michael Porter Jr.'s brother. I don't know if you guys saw this. Dante. Uh, yeah, he uh, the guy that uh at Denver University, um, killed somebody in a drunk driving accident this weekend. Ooh. MPJ was ruled out of the game the next day. I don't know what's happening here. I don't know what's going on. I don't want to speculate or anything, but uh. That's something to keep our eye on moving forward. Um, I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lean Memphis here. I'm gonna lean Memphis. Go ahead, Kings. I mean, yeah. I mean, just on, on strictly on the court, you gotta go with the team that's better defensively. Um, you know, I think people had somebody had a tweet saying they don't like guys whose best player can't guard. Talking about the Nuggets, Jokic, and then bring up Memphis, Moran. But Memphis is a team is number one defense. So mm -hmm. you know, job playing good enough defense to where they're still the number one defense in the league. So as we saw with Stephen Curry during those Warriors years, 
that's all you need is good enough, right? If your team is that good defensively. So, you know, you got to roll with the team that can do it on both ends of the floor. Um, and that's Memphis. Uh, Denver's has that issue. Like, no matter what people say, if your best player cannot guard good enough and they are your big man, it's not going to be pretty for you, in, you know, in the long run. And, um, you know, Mer- Jerkic is good. He's probably on his way to his third straight MVP. Um, you know, a lot of people have made comments between him, you know, going farther than B and B underwhelming the playoffs. But um, for me, I, I can see MB winning a chip before Jokic. And it's the, because I know Embiid can guard on the defensive side of the ball and make life hell for other teams defensively and offensively. You can't say that. You can't say that with Jokic. And if you can't say that, it's just hard as a big man for you to win a chip unless everything else falls into place around you, right? Like Dirk Nowitzki, right? He wasn't the best defense, defender's big man, but one, he was in a different era, two, he played with guys around him who could do that. So Tyson Chandler was the anchor, right? Then you had Sean Marion. Then you had, you know, Jason Kidd, et cetera. Guys who were around him who could guard on the perimeter and in the in the, in the inside in the interior. Jokic doesn't have somebody who can help him on the interior. He has some good guys on the perimeter. But if you're playing Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., I mean <laughs> – You've already you've already compromised your perimeter defense, you know what I mean? At two with at two spots, right? So you can only really play two plus perimeter defenders in KCP and and uh, Aaron Gordon, and then you have Jokic who's compromised defensively, Michael Porter Jr. who's compromised laterally on the perimeter, and then you have Jamal Murray who's as well who's like you know eh defensively, you know what I mean? It's just it's a recipe, it's a recipe for an early exit. That's that's honestly what it is. Woo! Uh, okay, so what's crazy? So, so yeah. I, 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 go ahead. I just, go ahead. I, I, just, I, just I, I'll say this. So, about um, six weeks ago, I'll say I was like, I'm out on Denver because of their defense. Last seventeen games, sixth in defensive rating. Oh, so it was twenty fifth. And it's up to 17th overall based on what Jordan told you. told us that Jordan, right? So yeah. if if that keeps trending up, I said I said if Denver can get to Denver, I said Denver can defend, I, I picked them to come out the West. If their defense I mean, holds, I, if that if their defense holds like this, how it is, and is trending this way, they'll probably be my pick when the playoffs start. Like I got like the I other mean, half of me is I, I can't believe the Warriors won't make a trade with the West so weak. But they insist on this the two timeline thing, but whatever. But if the if the if the Nuggets continue to defend, I, I would like them over Memphis in the series. Just because when it's two great teams like that, I tend to go with the best player. But your defensive merits are absolutely fair. All everything you guys said was true. I think I, I, I like go go ahead, Jordan. I think one of the things that, that Memphis can do well in in against Denver in a series specifically is, you know, they have JJJ uh, Jackson that they can actually play on and beating and Jackson's so long and lanky and he can move laterally. He can really disrupt Jokic in in that aspect. And uh, Denver 26 in rim percentage 
uh, defensively. That's their issue, and they that's going to be hard to fix. Like King said, you know, as good if their perimeter defense gets better and better and better, at the end of the day, they still got to protect the rim, especially against a team like Memphis, when you're going to have John Morant going down the lane, Desmond yeah. Bain going down the lane. Uh, I just think it's going to be difficult, even with the Clippers getting healthy. Uh, the Lakers, you know, we know AD's history against Jokic. He always plays well against Jokic. LeBron's going to put pressure on the rim, and that's their biggest weakness. And dude, I have a 16 to 1 futures ticket on the Nuggets to win the title. So I want them to win the title. I'm just being completely objective here. Um, no, I mean, that. that's, I, 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 I said all the stuff you were asking. If their defense holds, I, I'd probably pick them with if the, if, if, when the, when the playoffs. It's funny starts. we're saying this tonight in a night where Memphis gave up like 160 points to the Kings. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that. I've never seen a team make the first 12 threes in an NBA game. Bro, they shot like fifty eight percent from three. They made their first. They made their first twelve threes. It's insane. Twelve in the quarter, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I was gonna say with the, you know, I actually last week was thinking, man, I think I think Jokic might go all the way this year. That was my thought process last week. Uh, then coming into this week, you know, I was just coming into this week, just seeing, you know, not even because I think the Lakers will, you know, make noise necessarily, but just seeing how the Lakers are able to battle against teams and seeing the importance of rim pressure and the importance of being able to consistently generate good looks from the perimeter, as well as, you know, you know, if when teams are compromised inside, how, how much that can quickly snowball on you. It just made me real. I think that's like, man, like Denver has to be in, able to be in the top half of the NBA defensively for me to say, okay, I think they'll be able to survive the rest. Because like Jordan said, if you put them in a series against the the the, the uh, Grizzlies, what's their what's their main advantage in, in in that series? Like like what's literally what's their main advantage? Because the Grizzlies have guys they can put on Murray. They have guys that can put on MPJ. They have JJJ, who he's probably as good as a defender you'll have to put on Jokic because he can move laterally so he can stop the penetration. He has long arms so he can disrupt the timing on certain passes. And he's, you know, he's big enough to, you know, uh, hold his own potentially with Jokic. One, I mean, Jokic will probably have the advantage in the, in the post. But what has been the main thing with Jokic? I think a lot of people have missed. A lot of teams that have success with Denver and Jokic is what they do is they make Jokic a volume scorer. They make him a volume scorer to tire him out and to not give up open passes to cutters and to three-point shooters because they know Jokic is good enough to find them and make the pass and break their defense. So what they do is they turn Jokic into a volume scorer, have them exert energy on offense, and and then on defense, they take their uh, point guard, their rim pressure guy, and they seek him out every single time and put him into action. And you know John Moran is going to do that every single time now, and it's going to compromise their defense. So this, these type of things is why it's hard because, like, somebody with Embiid, not only is he more nimble, but he's just better defense. Like, you would try to attack Embiid defensively, even if you get by, Embiid can recover and alter your shot. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's not easy. Yep. It's not easy possession for you. You know what I mean? But with Jokic, you're not getting like you said, 26 in in, in defending the rim. Like I, I'll say that we just saw. You're right, and everything you said is right in theory. We just saw not less less than a year ago, Memphis Grizzlies play in the dumbest playoff series we've ever seen in the NBA floor. So IQ wise, I definitely would lean Denver. In theory, everything you said is correct. But we just saw against your Timberwolves. <laughs> The most af- the most athletic, yet 
lowest IQ playoff series we've ever seen. Well, let's he just thought, hope they were. Athletes, man. They were flying in that series, yeah, though. Yeah, they were. I, said, <laughs> that, I remember that this is the most, most athletic series I've ever seen. And it's also the dumbest. I was like, this is this is a terio, uh, this, this game set back basketball stereotypes 20 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, no, you said in theory, I just – it's just tough, man. I, I Like, they said these things, but, like, Jokic been to a conference finals, won yep. a series. Like, he's never like, – has he been in anything? I think that that Warriors series was the first time he wasn't pushed to, like, at least six, right? No, they got swept by uh, Den or uh, Phoenix in 2021. Right, that's why they didn't have it. Phoenix left. You're right. You're right. after they after they beat yeah. Portland. Yeah, we were like we're trying to get Portland. We're trying to get Dame out of Portland after that losing that series, but to Jokic and a bunch of ball boys. I remember that. Um, man, yeah, I, I'm interested to see um, a few things. I know you guys don't believe in sac. Just looking at the West, man. Go going down the West real quick. I know you don't believe. Uh, in Sacramento's defense, I mean, I'm very intrigued. Um, Pelicans supposed to get Bi back this week and Zion back next week, but you know, we, who knows how long they'll they'll stay on the floor. Dallas yeah. is a roller coaster because it's all depending on who's going to make shots when Luca kicks out and ebbs and flows. They're five. The Clippers, um, you know, Kawhi and PG. Night to night, so it's like it's 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 wide open, man. Utah's at seven, Phoenix eight, Minnesota nine, Golden State ten, OKC, Lakers and Portland. So you got thirteen teams, pretty much. You got two and a half games separating nine teams from five to thirteen. So these next couple months going to the All Star break are going to be crazy, um, man. I know you love Oklahoma. I gotta ask you this for this. I know this is a thornus on you. Although you love the Thunder, are they gonna make the play in? They will make the playoffs this year. I think they're gonna make the playoffs. Like win win in the play in? Uh, or get to the play get to the play in. I mean, dude, the way they're playing these last couple of weeks, I mean anything's possible. Uh Jalen Williams, man. Man. Woo. He's, nice. <laughs> he's he's very nice. Uh and he's coming a lot a lot uh further along. A lot more than I anticipated, right? And and Giddy looks like a real player now. Him and him and Shea just every night. I'm cracking up because we all got on here about Giddy shooting, and then right after that pie, he started. started, started he heard it. He heard it. Uh, I I mean, I think they the West is so open. I think they can. I think they can make some noise. Uh, ultimately, I just think they're too young and inexperienced, so it's gonna hurt them in the long run. I definitely think Sacramento will not finish the season as a three seed, though. I, I had Kings uh, fans in my mentions all weekend that pulled up a tweet from last year when when uh, Sabonis got traded, and I said, this will not make the Kings better. Okay, I was wrong. The Kings are better. <laughs> but Halliburton's still the better player, in my opinion. Yeah, he is, he is. Yeah, I just think they chose Fox. That's what it came down to. I, I, that's honestly what it was. They just chose Fox. It's like the it's like the it's like the conundrum Cleveland has with their their front court. You have to choose one of those two at some point. Like you have to choose Mobley or, or Jared Allen at some point. So the, with Sack's case, they had to choose between Fox and Allie and they chose Fox. So. Chose the yeah, wrong. Yeah, guy. I just think I just think when you got two guys who are heavy on ball, you got to choose at some point. Heavy on ball guys, I think you got to choose. So yeah. 
But yeah, man, um, it's gonna get crazy in this West, man. Um, you know, I think I think the Kings will. I think the Kings will stay in the top four, and I say this because I think for the West to be in the top seed is just continuity at this point. You yeah. know, having guys stay on the floor and, and be able to play night to night, and they do. So I, I think that's what that's I'm the key. So I looked at. I looked at what Kings, I, I was just going to say that. I looked at Kings. I looked at all their guys who play minutes. And Sabonis, the durable guy. De'Aaron Fox, durable guy. Harrison Barnes, vet. It's always played games. And it's like, so I look at that. I was like, huh, the main thing that's holding all these teams back that we think are really good is what? Guys, guys who have injury problems, missing time, right? The Kings don't have that issue from the guys that they depend on a lot. So I think that's why, to King's point, they have a chance to stay. Maybe not a three, but if they were to finish like five or six and not be in the play-in, like it wouldn't surprise me. Trey Lyles they... plays like he did tonight. Win the <laughs> I know, right? Well, he's not going to make eight threes every night. but yeah. <laughs> I got the Kings staying in the top four, honestly, at this point. I, I just think it's – I think everybody below them just – like they're in a position where they're relying on guys who will be in and out the lineup. Like that's right. just that's the bottom line. Like I think some of the bottom. teams behind them too are they're putting uh health at the end of the year forward more than they are of playoff right season because that's, you could be six seeding yeah. Sacramento in the first round. And yeah. you know, if you're the Clippers, for example, I mean you love that matchup. Right. It's honestly I I think the way that I think Jordan, you would know to speak to this better than me, but I feel like if 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 it's Clippers, Dallas, Lakers, or Phoenix against Sac in the first round, like wouldn't the lower seed be favored in that series? Absolutely. That's why yeah. that's why they I'm like <laughs> so <laughs> the Lakers, I mean, depending on the health of the Lakers, but I mean if you have a, a healthy AD, healthy LeBron, the roster is as is right now. I mean, I'd have the Lakers as as a slight slight favorite over Sacramento in a seven game series. I mean, I would I think if you're the Lakers, you're fine. You're comfortable if you play the Nuggets the first round. I think in their minds, right? Dang. They're looking at the Nuggets. That's a, that's a favorable matchup. In their mind, I'm saying in their mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking, their, I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. In AD, if you're asking them, so, oh, we get to play, you know, Jokic and attack them, that's a favorable matchup in their mind. Obviously, the odd makers aren't going to have that. But, you know, that in their mind, they're like, that's a favorable matchup as opposed to playing the young, fast, and long yeah. Memphis, right? That's that's a much tougher matchup, right? Yeah, my thing, yeah, that. but just uh, you look at that, it's like, okay, Malone. Veteran coach, uh, one of the best in the league. You got a three-time MVP. A lot of, you know, uh, Bruce Brown shooting the leather off the ball this year. KCP. They got a lot of experience. Yeah, so I was like, that's the only thing. Memphis has, I mean, Denver has a lot of experience around John. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Make sure you follow Jordan Rules on Twitter, or Jordan on Twitter, Jordan Rules TSP, at Kings, RIP Kings, bruh, at myself. JJ Mabel's 55 MST at myself. What am I doing there? It's getting late. Uh, <laughs> make sure you tap in with the pod, leave feedback. We appreciate that. Sorry for the hiatus. It was my fault, not these two. I was out and about. Like, again, I was gone up that Jerry Jones crack. Yeah. I, I sniffed it again. Disappointed. Uh, <laughs> it was my fault. We here rest of the season, man. So uh, we will not miss another one. Uh, well, we have two best bets for tomorrow, too. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was, go ahead. Go ahead. Get us out of here with that. San Jose State minus three and a half against Air Force at home. Tim Miles, uh, 
This team is playing excellent right now. Uh, Air Force coming off a, a bad loss to San Diego State. I love the spot for San Jose State here. And then Lakers plus four in a big matchup against the Clippers. Um, LeBron, I do expect Rui to play tomorrow. I think it's going to be nice. And uh, we don't have any injury update on the Clippers, but I expect you know Kawhi to play. PG should play. Uh, he was right. questionable today, so love this. Got to ask, uh, get, a, get a prediction from you two. Clippers, only team in the NBA. LeBron is not given 40. Does it happen tomorrow? Oof. Oh, I mean, LeBron's playing really well right now. I'm not, I'll just say yes. I'll just I'll say yes just to say yes. I wouldn't put money on it, though. Gangs, only team in the NBA, he hasn't given 40 in his whole career. That's a hell of an account. You say, I gave every team 40, bro. Like, that's an amazing accomplishment if you can get that done. He hasn't done some Clippers? Nope. Only team in the NBA has not given 40. And he and he's put and he's struggled with the recent ones because of the the way it's been built. But uh, I mean, man, I, I wouldn't put money on it either. But they they're gonna need it. If they want to win. They're gonna need it. I think. I just thought that was an interesting it. tidbit, man. Like you can leave his career. I get every team forty once. That's crazy to me. Um, you guys be safe. Keep supporting us. We appreciate that, and we are out of here. Eat y'all. I'm a bird. I'm a bird.